This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Hello again, my beautiful Screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 257, and it's no, nay, never. No, nay, never, no more, because it's Irish Horror Month, and we've got one episode more. Well, it's this one. This is the last episode of Irish Horror Month, and to celebrate, we are talking about the Irish sci-fi horror comedy from 2012, Grabbers. And we're being joined by that Canadian with the beard that will grab you and eat you and make you live in it for the rest of your life, Mr. Michael Howie. From Defenders Radio. Yes, yes, he's back. He's back. He survived. Dave made a maze, and he's braving another scary movie to talk with you. And it's all very exciting. And I do have to apologize right now because we were supposed to have stand-up comedian Aaron McGuire, guest on this episode. And as a matter of fact, I recorded a whole segment with Aaron McGuire on this very episode. And... Audacity did that thing that Audacity did, like it did with the All About Evil episode, like it does every now and then when you save the file and all of a sudden it just goes, I'm corrupted. I can't access this file anymore. And since Audacity is a destructive audio program, it's gone. It's gone. Audacity doesn't make a copy of shit that you're working on, so it's not like you have a safe backup copy. No, 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 no. I was making a backup copy when it corrupted. And that happened this morning. And fortunately, I was enlisting the help of Michael Howie to help me fix the problem, which we couldn't do. And he's like, well, I've seen that movie. And I said, let's go. And I was able to record it with him at the very last minute. So thank you, Michael Howie, for saving my cheese. Mm. You saved it, Michael Howie. Now you got to eat it. And my cheese ain't vegan, Michael Howie. Ugh. See, we've been, on, we've been on the air for two minutes, and it's already weird. Before we go one step further into today's nightmare-filled episode, let us take care of a little business. For those of you who are new to the show, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh, and twice a month, every month, I am your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror movies. But you're going to have to see them through my very, very gay little eyes. And this episode, you're going to have to see them through my very, very, very gay, kind of drunk Irish eyes, because it's a theme. Let's get this out of the way right now, shall we? Because this is very important. Dun, 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 smoochy, watchy, da, 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 da. what's going on with that cat? Oh, Smoochie's fine. Smoochie's back from the hospital. She came back that day, the day I put that episode out on Monday or whatever it was, all crying and weepy and shit. She's fine. She's happy. She's healthy. She's extremely cuddly all of a sudden. I guess you got a taste of what it's like to not have me around and what it's like to live in a fucking vet's office for a couple of days, which she's never done before. 
And she's done it for a day, but not like two or three. And she was, she's so happy to be home, and I'm so happy to have her home. So hooray for that. Now, since this is Irish Horror Month, and we're talking about many, many things that are Irish. Remember last time? Well, not last time. I guess it was the time before last time. It was the, yes, it was the Rawhead Rex episode where I told you that I went to the theater a second time. Yeah, I got to see the prom again. But then I also saw a three-and-a-half-hour gloomy Irish drama. Guess what you're going to hear about right now. Yeah, you're going to hear about that. And you're going to hear the audio that I recorded back then. So let's listen to that right now. And don't worry. There's a supernatural element. So there's some horror connections. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I almost forgot about this. The other thing I want to talk about is that I got to go to the theater again during this period because on Broadway right now there is a wonderful gloomy Irish drama called The Ferryman. As in don't pay the... Yes, it's three and a half gloriously gloomy hours long. And when I say gloriously gloomy, it's not. It's, it's one of those wonderful, great Irish things where there's so much joy and there's so much life with it in it, but also tons and tons of agony because, oh, do we love our agony. And we mix them up really well, too. It's a great, wonderful mashup of family life and shocking, and, and, and you didn't want it to be over. But the reason I'm bringing it up, there's two reasons. Well, three reasons, really. In the cast, I was shocked when I got to the theater and I saw the poster. Oh. Emily Burgle's in this. Wow. That's well, and Fanola Flanagan's in this as well, and nobody told me? So I'm thrilled. You're like, who the fuck are they? Okay, why don't you sit down and lose the attitude, young lady, before you get grounded? Okay, I will ground you, as in ground you into powder. Okay, Emily Burgle, to most people, is known. Wait, that wasn't that was terrible sense in structure. To most people, Emma, Emily Burgle will be the rage of Carrie too. Yeah, that was her. See, but when that movie came out, I was already very familiar with Emily Burgle. I'd seen some wonderful work she'd done here in New York, and that's where I, I keep I see her all the time, and she's always brilliant. And she pops up in things all the time. I, she's also um she had a one episode arc on that show. Us? Is that what it's called? Yeah, us. Or you? You. You? Is it? Right. Okay, no, right. The movie that's coming out is called Us. The creepy show about the stalker was called You. She was in there for one episode, and she's great. And I love that that movie didn't kill her career. Okay, maybe she didn't have a huge film career, but she came from theater. She never left theater, and she is doing better in theater than she ever did before. And she was great in this as well. But uh, who's that other one? Fanola Flanagan. Fanola Flanagan, oh sure, if you saw the movie Waiting for Ned, no, Waking Ned Divine. I almost put Waiting for Godot and Waking Ned Divine together. Would be <laughs> I bet a lot of people would be happy to be Waking for Godot. Is he dead? I don't know. Will he be dead tomorrow? I don't know. Existential humor. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, forget it. Just don't. You know, if you're just tuning in, just back slowly away. Fanola Flanagan was also in The Others. She was the creepy housekeeper. Older woman. When you, but when, I remember when I saw Ned Devine, seeing her face on the big screen. I'm going. I mean, I don't give a crap how old that lady is. Her features are flawless. Gorgeous, radiant, older actress, and she was great in this. 
Because, of course, since it's Irish gloomy drama, there has to be some supernatural elements to it as well. She plays Annie Faye Faraway, the aunt who has Alzheimer's and dementia. So she's in and out all the time. And the thing is, she never leaves the stage. So there'll be a good stretch of an hour, hour 15, where she's sitting there and she is immobile. But engaged, like she's looking at whatever she's looking at, because this this character sees things when she's not present. If you know what I mean, when she's having one of her episodes, she's not gone. She's seeing something that's there, and so she's transfixed to whatever she's seeing for hours at a time and not moving a muscle. I'm like, oh my gosh, the concentration on that woman—it makes me want to barf. I kept forgetting she was there, like she was furniture, but she's great. And then she'd be telling, she'd wake up for a few minutes and be totally normal. And the kids would be running around. Oh, Andy Faye, far away. Tell me, her, tell me her future. Tell me her future. How many kids will I have? How many kids will I have? And she'll be telling how many kids you have and how many kids you have. And then the banshees were coming. The banshees are surrounding the farmhouse. The lantern is in the ground. Antinet is in the ground. You know, holy shit. That woman's crazy, but she's not because the banshees are, uh, are coming. And Uncle Ned is in the ground. I just invented both of those plot lines because I can't remember exactly how it went because I'm drunk. But here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. I was talking to my friend afterwards. And... She's like, oh my gosh, that was really shocking. All the violence at the end was really disturbing. I'm like, yeah, it was. It was really terrible. But to be perfectly honest, I had the body count just been maybe one or two higher and had the Banshee army showed up to surround the farmhouse, if they'd showed up already, already drunk, horny, and ready for a fight, then it would have been any Christmas at the Fitzgerald residence. And she's like, I'm so glad I'm not Irish. And I said, I'm really glad you're not Irish. <laughs> that was a terrible thing to say. But it's true. Okay, so we are back in real time. Welcome. Welcome back to the present. Welcome back to 2019, even though the other thing was recorded in 2019. Shut up. You know what I mean. Hey, but guess what, kids? We're not going to leave the theater right away. No, 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 no. I didn't see anything else. I'm not going to bore you with another long story about something I sat through. No, I have somebody that I want you to meet. Someone who I just met today, who I'm very excited about, and... We are going to go back in time again to a conversation I had with him earlier this morning. Joining me, well, we ha I have a new friend all of a sudden. It was very exciting. This morning, I woke up to a message from Dan from the Boys, Bears, and Scares blog that he read a post that somebody out there was looking for a New York City-based queer horror podcast to help him promote his horror play that was going to be in Brooklyn. So I am thrilled to introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my GNCs, wherever you may be, playwright and director, Mr. Sean Pollack. Yay, thanks so much for having me, Patrick. Oh, How's you're welcome, you? Sean Pollack. It's not like we just had this conversation. I just did this conversation with Sean and forgot to hit record because I'm a professional. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you are a professional, it's true. Um, it's okay though because I, I secretly like that we get a redo anyway. So, okay, that's, yeah. that's fine. That's great. So okay, so the thing is, you are directing a show in Brooklyn that is horror based. Yes, I am. It is true. Yay! Um, <laughs> so excited. It's, it's uh, yeah, no, I know. Um, it's me and it's four other directors. Um, and it's a collection of 10-minute plays called The Weird by Roberto Aguar Sacasa. 
um, who has had like the coolest career ever. He's written for Marvel and DC, um, and he wrote the the Carrie remake back uh, back in 2013. Nice. When that happened, we love all things um, Carrie here. <laughs> I know. Well, you'll be you'll be glad to know that I'm I'm one of like very few people who's directed Carrie on stage twice. <gasps> um, I did. I know, I know, Gas. Uh, I did my own, like, non-musical version mm-hmm. back in 2008 in my hometown, New Jersey, which is really bad, and we'll never see the live day again. But in 2013, I directed the first legally sanctioned um, college production of Carrie the Musical um, at my alma mater, Ithaca College, um, where I actually had my own horror and science fiction company that I started called Macabre Theater Ensemble. Ooh. They're still running. Yeah, they're still running today. They're doing Evil Dead this weekend. I'm so proud of them. Oh, that's um, a fun little show. I know, I know, right? So um, anyway, yeah, uh, but Roberto is probably most well-known um, for creating and show running Riverdale and uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Um, nice. But... Yeah, but before that, you know, he was writing, like, uh, you know, very weird horror, sci-fi, pulpy plays. Um, and The Weird is one of his earliest works from 2005. Um, and it's really never done. It's been done in the city once, nine years ago, like at another off-off Broadway company. Um, so it's a really, really super rare chance um, to see this play. I'm so like over the moon excited to be doing it cool 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 and he did the american psycho musical yeah yeah thank you for reminding me yeah yeah that um, show did not get a chance did not get the chance that it deserved i know it really didn't um yes he did that and then he was also brought in at the 11th hour to do revisions for the notorious spider-man that show had too many chances (laughs) i know it had so many chances um, I know, yeah, that was a time, but yeah, hey, every, you know, everyone's, work everyone's is work, yeah, 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 um, yeah, but what's, um, what's fun about the weird is that it's just, like, it's a bunch of short plays, like I said, so mine is, uh, it's called the 10-minute play about Rosemary's Baby, and it's literally an adaptation of Rosemary's Baby in 10 minutes, nice. so if you, yeah, so if you're a Rosemary's Baby fan, like I am, um, I love Ira Levin so much. Mm-hmm. The Separate Wives, the original, is like Absolutely. one of my all my all time favorite films. Um, so definitely come check it out. There's a, a few other ones. It's very inspired by Tales from the Crypt and like Halloween, um, Friday the Thirteenth. Like there's there's so much good stuff in there. So <sighs> like you really don't want to miss it. Yeah. Where is it happening? It's at the uh, the the Brick Theater in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's at the Brick Theater um, at 7 o'clock, uh, Thursday, April 11th. We run until that Saturday the 13th, so that's three days at 7 o'clock. Um, it's one of those things where, like, you blink and you miss it. It's, mm. you know, live theater, good times. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it's it's really never done. So, you know, no, I, I'm very excited just because I say on the show all the time that there's just – I wish there was more horror theater being produced. It's out there, but it doesn't get produced very often. When it does, it's so hard to find. It's again, blink and you miss it. I and know, I know. In the New York area, which is, and so I'm triply excited. Also because I like said, you said there's lots of queer people involved in this. So it's queer horror theater. So yay. <laughs> yeah. 
so exciting. Yeah, like three, three of the direct. So me, my director Andy Scott, he's gay, and then um, my director Dimitri Bartomi is um, non-binary, and he is great too. Um, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I will probably be there on that Thursday. Yay! Yeah, yeah. bring. Uh, Bring your sisters. Oh, bring I'll be bringing my gays. I'll be bringing my gays. I'll bring my lesbians. I'll be bringing everybody that I know. So everybody that I can get to go Great. to Roberto's. That's always a thing. <laughs> Iconic. And uh, Roberto Aguirre-Six is gay. Um, so oh, that's he fun is. Too. Even better. Yep. Even better. Support Yay. our people. Yay. Uh, random question that I didn't ask last time. Just I might cut this out but if, if it doesn't go well. But I was snooping your Facebook friends. You're mm-hmm. a dandy, darkly person as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I think I I, I don't know um, Neil like very very well, but he uh, I think I just know him by by virtue of like being like a gay bear, you uh, know. But he was a supporter of uh, the last show that I the last musical I did, um, Phantom of the Paradise. Oh sweet. Um, and the, yeah, I don't know if you know that film. Oh um, yes, that Jessica was- Harper singing is one of my favorite things on the planet. Oh, I know. She's got such a great voice, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it, we really could use more of her. Um, yeah, we, we did an adaptation or, like, a concert staging of Phantom of the Paradise last March at the Secret Loft. It was a really, really hard show to do. Like, yeah. one of the hardest shows ever. I think technically um, it would be but, very difficult, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, we did it, like, really scaled down. We were really inventive with it, um, but it was it was super cool. And so he came out and was a big supporter of that work. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't I don't know um, Danny, uh, Danny Darkly's work personally very well, but uh, from what I what I have seen on the internet is a lot of fun. Oh, he's um, a genius. He's been on the show a couple of times. He's a good long, long time friend of the show. So, yeah. So, if you're a Danny person in any sort of way, you're my kind of people. So, Sean, welcome to the Scream Queens family. I'm looking so much forward to seeing your show in a couple of weeks, and you are welcome back anytime, sir. We've got to find out more Thank about you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll yeah, come on we'll audition movie. We'll I, have tons of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I say one last thing really quickly? Oh, my is, God. Um, yes, of course you can. <laughs> okay. So, so there, um, I don't know if you heard about it, but a, a production of Alien was just staged at a local yes. high school in yeah. New Jersey, right right where I'm from. Um, and I, I made a, a blog post about it because I, I've actually, I mean, I've been staging horror and science fiction theater um since i don't know, like for a really long time um and so i i wrote about kind of my own um journey as a teenager creating horror and sci-fi theater in a blog post called um where was this production of alien when i was a teenager that's yeah. available on my website um net. if you want to check it out to learn more about how i became the the spooky um gay theater director i am today I'm on the edge of my seat already, Sean Pollock. It's been a delight <laughs> talking to you. Thank you. Thank you have, so much. Have a fabulous weekend and and have a great rehearsal tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, have a great day. A great night. Yay. Spooky. Okay. And we're back. Welcome back to Scream Queens on NPR. I'm your host, 
Houndstooth Fromage, and we're going to be talking about all the gay horror stuff. I'm going to stop doing that right now. Okay, we're back. Now, you're probably wondering, Patrick, you're getting an awful lot of use out of that harp glissando. Okay, look, first of all, we had two flashback sequences, three flashback sequences, no, two flashbacks, whatever. We had flashback sequences that needed to be done, and also, it's Irish Horror Month, Irish Harp. They go together. Deal with it. It's a theme. But you know what? I believe that's all the information I've got for now. However, do stick around after the main segment because there are some major announcements about the future of the show coming up in the wrap-up that you don't want to miss. Especially if you want to be an integral part of the show going forward. And I'm not talking about Patreon. I'm talking about something more hands-on and concrete and something that's going to be doing something good for the community. What does that mean, Patrick? Well, you're going to have to find out because you know what? What you need to do right now, darling, you need to get yourself over to the pub. You need to get yourself a nice pint or something because not only are there grabbers on the loose, there's a Michael Howie lurking in the vicinity. Pray for death and listen to the trailer. the quiet places where the mad shit happens. They're pilot whales. They died at sea. I can't be self a sea monster. This is something totally different. Something, something alien. You don't believe me? Not a bit. Christ, <laughs> what did I tell you? I believe in coincidences. Not really. You are so lucky she didn't kill you. You were drunk. If we taint our blood with booze, we're poisonous to eat. Mm. Uh. Uh. Mm. It's extraordinary. You stay out of the rain, and we drink. You're throwing a party. It's a welcome party for me. We're leaving in a fortnight. It's just a goodbye party, whatever. Tequila! <laughs> Got some tags on you? Not on me, no. Oh, I'm pissed. It's okay. I'm all right. So, to round off Irish Horror Appreciation Month, we have pulled up one doozy of a movie. Now, imagine a movie that takes the best parts of Alien, of Jaws, of Jurassic Park. Gremlins, mushes them all together, marinates them in a nice sauce that's just loaded with Jameson, then tops that off with a flaming shot of, I don't know, of Bushmills, and then served with a nice side of Michael Howie's beer just to cut the alcoholic content of it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are going to be talking about the Irish sci-fi horror movie Grabbers, and to join it, it's the man with the beard that eats himself. Well, it doesn't eat himself. It's the man himself with the beard that he eats. So forget it. It's that guy from Canada. We all know him and love him. Mr. Michael Howie! Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. Oh, wow. Thank you for surviving that intro. It's what I do. Holy shit. That was all over the place. <laughs> mm -hmm. It works, though. It works. Uh -huh. That's why we love you. 
yeah, okay, uh-huh, that's why I don't write scripts. Yeah. Because if I did, they'd be logical and follow a whole thing. So, Michael Howie, how the hell are you? How have you been since escaping Dave's maze? You know what? Um, I've been chased around a little bit um, mm. by a minotaur. But fortunately, I have had a secret weapon, and that is knowing where the beard is at. Well, it's on your face, right? It is on my face. It's on your face? It's a great, a great thing to have, a beard. It really is, and it's a great little end phrase that nobody understands if they haven't seen the movie. And if you haven't seen the movie, fuck you. What are you waiting yeah. for? Thank you. Uh, and you know, the it, Minotaur, I heard, has been living very happily since the maze collapsed. He's been, yeah. very, he's been very popular down at the uh, Fault Line Bar mm-hmm, in Los mm-hmm. Angeles, down in WeHo. I'm just saying. Yep. I've, I know those things. Those are words mm-hmm. I recognize. Mm-hmm. 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 Checks out. Uh-huh. Oh, he said that. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> so i had to record that for someone one time you know i know I, 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 well well a freaking christopher Chris Gronlin made you do it on my show yeah he's the worst oh, no, isn't that he? guy he's terrible terrible fucking man last time he was here the world ended mm-hmm, mm-hmm. comet showed up in the world ended. coincidence no i think not anyway the movie we were talking about is a little ditty from 2012 called grabbers michael howie since you are the guest it is your job nay Nay, dare I say it is your duty as a fine upstanding man from Calamar to give me a nice, tight, 30-second back-of-the-DVD cover cover plot summary of Grabbers and the Clock Starts Night. When the Irish are faced with trouble, what do they do? They drink their way through it. And that's what happens in this exciting romp through the Irish Isle of Erin, which I think was made up, and uh, when aliens arrive. Something like that. I can read the actual thing. I've got it no, up. No, okay. no, no, I don't. No, no. <laughs> no, last time you were here, you just read from the IMDb review. review mm-hmm. and I was here. I was here with the buzzer. If you tried to pull that shit again, sir. All right, all right, all right. We know a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought. I hoped you would like it. I love this silly little movie. It and you know what? Um, when you say the words comedy and horror in the same sentence, mm-hmm. it can go real wrong real quick. Yeah. But they found the line. They did. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, what, uh, what I like about this movie is that there is that delicate line between horror and comedy. If you go too far one way or the other, the whole thing falls apart. These, this cast is playing it for real. Mm-hmm. They're not playing a comedy. And oh, that's, no. the key to camp. that's the key to make camp work. The people in the, in the movie can't know that it's funny. Absolutely. If you have a hint that anybody thinks they're hilarious, the whole thing comes crumbling down. Well, and I think that goes to show the quality of the writing and the actors. And I think you, you will often see that with the UK actors who get that really rounded education and experience. Like they've got, they've, they've got the guts to play Shakespeare, but they can pull off Monty Python when they need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the thing, though. When this movie came out, almost immediately, it was attacked. Really? Attacked by people saying how offensive it was how offensive it was for all of the awful, stupid Irish stereotypes that are in it. That it's nothing that if you watch this movie, you think it's a country full of nothing but functioning alcoholics. And I sat down and I watched the movie and I said, I'm related to everybody in this film. I know every fucking character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As someone of Irish ancestry, I can also confirm, and I'm drinking, I don't know if you can pick this up. That's the ice clinking in my jameson's right now hey i've got jameson's in my team nice yeah well, um, you know, it is it is i can't do an irish accent 
That's fine. I'll do it for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't look Irish. I got the Scottish side more. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've got the broad. But anyway, um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a great way to, to expose people to some of the subcultures there of the, the concept of a gathering place as the local pub, which I don't think we have as much in no, North America. We don't. We don't. Not at all. Not at all. And that, you know, everybody's welcome in the pub mm-hmm, all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not like a bar per se. Maybe you won't get served, but everyone's welcome. Yep. It's just, yeah. it's the community focal point. It's awesome. That in the church, uh, which fortunately plays a very small role. Yes. Well, you know, as it said, Father Potter's full of shits. <laughs> <laughs> That's just clearly established. No, I love this little movie. So, okay. So let's walk through the plot a little bit. It, sure. it, yeah. So it's one of these teeny tiny little islands that are off the coast of Ireland, which I, I, Got to visit a few of them when I was there last time. And I can vouch that there are ones out there that have maybe 10 people on it. Really? And the boat goes there like twice a month. That's I insane. Said, and I, they said, oh, well, we can take you there. I feel like I said, no, 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 I don't want to go there. No, 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 because those people will scare me. That's Those people are be like full children of the corn. Or no, no, actually, I should say, they should be, they're full children of the potatoes. More like, mm, yep, <laughs> oh, yep. yeah, I'll be sacrificed to he who walks behind the spuds. Yeah, I, I I did like though the fact that with all the drinking they didn't run out of booze. Mm-mm. The taps oh. went dry, but there was more. There right, more the, tanks, the, so. yeah, the taps run dry. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Ireland. Thank you. But it actually reminds you just me. Plug a tap of, into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me a lot of rural eastern Canada. Actually, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, when I was, I've been in Nova Scotia and a few other areas, uh, which is largely Irish descendants. Mm-hmm. And it's a very similar culture of everyone knows everyone. Everyone knows everyone's business. Yeah. Uh, but it's full of this weird love. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. So what we've got here, we've got this teeny tiny little island. It's not as teeny tiny as I said. It's a small island. It's not as mm-hmm. small as I've said, but it's remote. And this particular week... You know, a lot of people are leaving for some concert, they said, like on the mainland. So it's not, nah, maybe population's not up. The sheriff is going, not the sheriff, chief of police is going. I'm sorry. The head of the Garda. Yeah, I think he's a sergeant. He's a sergeant of the Garda. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and yeah, I got my relatives in the Garda as well. Mm-hmm. So yes, I can make fun of them all I want. <laughs> is that the rule? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm like, no. oh, sure. I'm in the Garda. It's a hard life over here in Cork. I'm like, uh, you're, you, you teach driving. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, but it's hard. I'm like, you teach driving with a flask, yeah, in your jacket. I'm like, well, sure, that's the way to do it. Teach about to drive. <laughs> okay, you know, whatever. Okay, good picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Ireland. Yeah, it's all true. See, the stereotypes wouldn't exist if they weren't true. <laughs> I think that's fair. Okay, just a sidebar before we get into the movie itself. While I was over there, I was watching the, the news was playing in the background, and they had some health expert on. And she was very concerned about alcoholism in Ireland. And she said, oh, well, it's very concerning because it says that, you know, the studies have shown that like women between this age and this age are drinking, you know, 50 to 60 alcoholic drinks per week. And men between this age and this age are drinking up to 80. Meanwhile, the Irish health guide says they shouldn't be drinking more than 40 to 50. I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. What? <laughs> I think they misinterpreted the grain <laughs> on that, that health diet as alcohol. Oh, on the other hand, you know, if my people stop drinking, they just dry up and die. So it's all yeah. like miserable people. It's all that, that is the lesson of the film, which we'll circle back to. Uh, 
I love the tone in the movie too, as well, because like I said, for the first, it does this slow shift into comedy. Absolutely. It's beautifully done. Very, very slow shift. And even like the comedy in it is very Irish in tone. Like the name of the movie is Grabbers. It's a stupid name for a movie. Mm -hmm. When the title card comes up, it is presented with absolute majesty with this huge orchestral sting. Like it's Jurassic Park. Yep. Or whatever. Or Star Wars, whatever. This huge thing. Very, very solemn. And I realized that they're only called, these, these monsters are only called grabbers is because some old drunk guy who found them decided to call them grabbers and it's stuck. And I realized going by my relatives, I'm like, you know, they would stick by that. Like no matter what that person called them, that's what they would be called for all time. And no matter how stupid it sounded, they would be committed to how horrifying they were every time his tale was told. Oh, sure, the night the grabbers came out of the sea. Oh, it was terrible. It was lucky we survived. You could have called them shitwigs or pussy farts, and it would have been like, oh, sure, oh, you're laughing, you're laughing. But with the night the pussy fart shitwigs came for us. Oh, Christ, there was blood everywhere. Oh, you're not going to be laughing when the shitwig pussy farts. We're knocking at your door, son. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> That actually sounds like a warning I got right before my second marriage. The shit we pussy. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Now you know, Michael Howie. Mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. you know. Made okay. myself laugh. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I enjoyed this because I got this. I've seen this movie a few times. This time around, I started to realize how many movie references are in it. Oh, there's a ton. There's it's, a- it's, it's constantly, even in the one part early on, and uh, what's what's the rule on spoilers, by the way? Uh, this movie's from 2012. It's we're good. Okay, so as this is not a movie to spoil anyway. It's an experience. <laughs> it is. That's yeah. fair. I mean, it's it follows the trope pretty specifically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in the one early scene, I think it's the first time you actually really get a look at the grabber. Uh, one of them, and it's a woman watching television, and it's Night of the Living Dead, the original. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's like it kind of starts with that and moves forward. Um, uh, and yeah. also the other part of it too is, uh, and this is incredible to me, because uh, I've known some people who sail. And if weird shit is happening on like the bow of the boats, yeah. you don't go look at it. You stay in the safe little box huh. and like call for help. Right. That like if they're sense. overboard, they're dead. They're dead yeah. to you. Yeah. They don't exist anymore. Yeah. Well, then there'd be <laughs> there'd be less bodies for the movie, but they weren't good sailor people. You know what can I say? It's true. Yeah, the movie the movie starts with a scene that's very reminiscent of Jaws and the Fog. Yep. Oh Jesus Christ! Right. Radio Omega. Sea Harvester Echo Whiskey Niner Eight Five. Man overboard! Man overboard! Man overboard! Roy! Yeah, well, it's, it's a very classic scene. Yeah, but this is what happens a lot throughout the movie. They're, like every great scene is reflecting another scene, but not copying it. Mm-hmm. Just giving you a flavor of it, just enough to, to like give it the right kind of a nod without stealing from it, which I think is brilliant. 
which is exactly what Irish Blondie would do. It's so well done. It really is. It's it's hard to explain how enjoyable this film is. Yes, because the thing that we forgot to mention, well, we kind of grazed across, the whole joke of the movie is that the one thing that these monsters from space and the sea can't handle is alcohol. It dries them out. It's the only way that these Irish people can survive is to stay as drunk as humanly possible and make their blood toxic. Mm-hmm. Hilarity ensues, and it really does. <laughs> Yep. And there's also, though, there is the moral lesson of the one guy who is drinking to cover his pain. Yeah. Everyone else is just drinking for the shit of it. It's mm. just, it's, that's what you do. But the yeah. one guy who's drinking to cover his pain finds out that he doesn't need to drink to be able to enjoy life. Uh-huh. And save the town. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. And get the girl. Yes. Um, which, by next, the way. Until next week, and then it's all fixed. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Ruth Bradley, who played Gardalisa Nolan, is going yep. to be my either third or fourth wife. I okay, after the girl from If She Broke, she, 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 uh, she turned you down already? Which one? The one from Dave Made a Maze. Oh, yeah. That happens a lot in my life, actually. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't keep up with the love life of Michael Howard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all the beautiful movie stars. They're just not that into me. Yeah, so this, this little teeny tiny is being besieged by monsters from space that want to suck your blood if it's not poison. And... I love the design of them. Yes, that was because impressive. They're just all tentacles mm-hmm. and a tongue. Yep. Which is gross. But also kind of cool. Yeah, it's a little bit aliens. It's a little bit face hugger, but their own thing. It's a little bit octopus, a little bit Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. All mixed up, and it works really well. And the thing is, what somebody pointed out to me, like, well, they could have also called this, dependent on when the drunk guy named them, he said he also couldn't name them squirters. It's not a lobster. And what is it? Thank you, bastard, you putty. You knew it was going to do that. I didn't on me life. Oh, the smell. Ew. But I said that would attract a totally different audience. Yeah. Movie would have taken a hard left turn 15 minutes in. But for me, this time around, I realized about halfway through when the big one shows up, they said this also could have been called prolapsers. <laughs> yeah because somebody said it's like oh it's like vaginas with tentacles and teeth i'm like i don't get vagina out of this monster i get anus <laughs> i get prolapsing anus and unfortunately yeah. i've seen enough fisting videos against my will <laughs> to know that rosebud is not only just a sled <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that checks, that checks. <laughs> some extra horror for me but, you know, from a technical point of view, considering it's an independent film from 2012. Yes. Not in Hollywood. I think that the graphic work they did is actually exceptional. I think so, too. It's a nice mix of practical and CGI. And I think the CGI is exceptional. I always kind of hate when I see a CGI heavy movie with a monster and I go, I bet there's not like an inch of this monster that exists physically anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And like, I'm a huge, huge shark movie fan. I've seen all the shark movies. It's, it's, it's my one vice when it comes to horror movies is mm-hmm. shark movies. And that's the reason that Jaws was – what? well, two of the reasons Jaws was so good is you didn't see the shark, and then when you did see the shark, it was like a real thing. Yeah. Um, whereas when you start looking at the modern ones, it's so frequently so obviously – yeah, a G-I. cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, takes, it takes you right out of it. Yeah, yeah. There's no threat in that thing because you know that somebody's just screaming at a golf ball on a stick. Yeah. And not an actual 
creature. I also had that date recently, but oh uh, yeah, have, we'll talk I've, about that I've, after. I've had the rosebud date recently. That's the <laughs> thing. You have a wonderful first date, and you get home, and then all of a sudden, like it's like, oh, it's reaching out for me, or across the room, like, oh no, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. No, don't you like it? No, I no 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 no. This that song seal was. This is the rose on a grave right here. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been kissed by it. Get out of my house. Ooh. <laughs> That's rough. So, yeah. So, it's just another day on Erin Island. The one thing being, like I said, the sheriff of the Garda, the leader of the Garda, is taking the weekend off to go to this concert, two weeks off. And yep. they're bringing in a, a replacement from the mainland. Garda Lisa Nolan, the love of my life. Yes, she, yes, yes. And she is a go-getter, man. She takes her job 100% seriously. She's not like, she's not an asshole about it, but she is full Garda to the max all the time. Yep. Play by she, the rules kind of gal. She's absolutely A-type personality, who you expect to be the young, successful cop. She plays it perfectly. Yes, but unfortunately, she's paired with O'Brien, or O'Shea, I should say, who's the one who's left behind to take care of things, who's who should be in charge of things, but isn't in charge of things because he can't be in charge of things. So, you can have my desk while I'm gone. O'Shea here will tell you, with half the island leaving for the show in Dungarry, it'll be dead this weekend. I'm sure I'll find something to do. <laughs> sure you will. There you go now. Thanks. Is she really necessary? Do tell me, boy. You're only gone two weeks. You can handle two weeks. You could, but you wouldn't. Yep, he's the functioning alcoholic. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And so we have wonderful battles between the two of them. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's punchy dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Al almost 1940s kind of style, quippy mm -hmm. type stuff. Great fun stuff. So you're already having fun with them anyway. And can I say the cinematography of this Irish landscape is stunning. Absolutely. I want to go vacation there even with the sea monsters. Thank you. I mean, there are parts where I'm like, holy shit, that is drop dead gorgeous. Like shots of the beach with nobody on it. And like the sun's coming up pink behind everything. It's just incredible. Except what I learned is that this was shot during the winter and it was apparently one of the worst winters in Irish history. <laughs> like unexpected blizzards and like sub-zero temperatures and you would never know. So this cast you know, suffered. This cast suffered. Well, especially right like on the water in a lot of scenes. Yeah. So, you know, it was, so they were probably were actually drunk for most of them. I'm okay with that. It's the only way to stay warm. It's survival at that point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. What I found too, a lot of the actors, I actually mildly recognized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the guy who played um, uh, O'Shea, our main functioning alcoholic police officer, uh, he used to be on Coupling, which I know him from. Uh, the British sitcom, but right now he's on uh, Sabrina's Chilling Adventures on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's one of the main leads on that. But that's the thing with this cast in general. It's like all people I kind of recognize. Yeah, they work all. They all of them work constantly, like every BBC thing ever. Yeah, if they're they're and, one of the fifteen actors for the BBC. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and yeah, but and everybody's here to have a great time, and they're having a ball, and it's infectious. Yes, absolutely, and that's I think you. No one phoned it in. No. Everybody put themselves in this. And you know who really surprised me, who I really liked, was Lalo Arati, who plays Patty Barrett. Uh -huh, and he's the town Patty hero. Barrett. Oh, good. Patty Barrett. He's the one who most reminds me of the relatives that I like. <laughs> <laughs> the ones who are really drunk, but they're really adorable about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that's, you know what my note is? My, my actual note. So I, because I'm a consummate professional. So I made like eight notes. So uh, you have while to consummate I, after this? Um, yeah. Again? 
Well, you know, I feel like once every six months keeps the international treaty alive. Okay, that's correct. All right, right, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Uh, that's why we don't have a wall from Canada oh, yet. Oh, Canada. Um, is that uh, he is charming. He's the charming drunk guy at bar, comma, not creepy. Yes, he's never creepy. He's not and threatening that, drunk guy. Yeah, and that's a difficult thing to hit. And I say yeah. that as a drunk guy at a bar. You're creepy when you're drunk, dude. Yeah. Those French people never recovered. <laughs> My longtime listeners know, if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to Michael's last episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. They never recovered. Um, but no, like he, it, it's, it's this, again, it's, I feel like this whole film, there's so many times they walk up to a line and they say, yep, there it is. And then they take a step back from it and move on. And for the homosexuals out there, which I'm sure there's at least three of you, the gay quotient is coming from everybody's favorite British homosexual, Russell Toby, as Dr. Smith. Yeah, he was great. And he's um, a motherfucker is in everything. Yeah. Everything. And I love him. He's always great. Yeah, he, uh, he played... I, it's, it's hard. To, I don't know how to say it, but his, the role he played was in every monster movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Right? He's, yes. the, he's the kind of uptight, over... Like, he's a little obsessed with himself. Uh-huh. Uh, and you see that the way he interacts with uh, the, the Garda. Um, uh, Lisa Nolan. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah, and he's all into her. Yeah, and he completely ignores everybody else. Yeah. But it's also that say, like, oh well, I'm a scientist, so I know everything. Yes. Um, but there's also like a goofy, clumsy quality to him. Yeah. And That's what makes him so just attractive as a human being. Yes. He is I'm absolutely okay. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah, else, says, it's okay. You can say it. He's absolutely approachable. You want to mm-hmm. hug him. Mm-hmm. You want to grab him by those cute little ears of his? Yep. I think, uh, no, all right, I'm cool with that. You know what? I probably do it too. I was going to say, oh, no, I would do this differently. No, I, yeah. Given the uh-huh. opportunity, sure. why not? Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. When in Rome. Yep. Oh, gosh. When the movie begins, there's, you see some like thing crashing from space. Mm-hmm. And my mind was, oh, shit, Aer Lingus, it's Dune again. Oh, no, oh, damn, yeah, Aer Lingus. <laughs> Why can't you buy a decent plane, Aer Lingus? God, feck you. But mm-hmm. no, 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 there's something crashes out in the ocean, and these, you see these boatmen get eaten by something. Yeah. And we yeah, don't see it. And we see the arrival of the new police officer, and it's in this, welcome to our cute little town. Everything's great. Where are you stationed? Dublin Central. How's that working out for you? Oh, it's great. We've got uh, drugs, muggins, murders, and rapes. Always on the go. Oh, it's exciting. You can relax. There's none of that here. You never know. It's always the quiet places where the mad shit happens. Just over the paper. She's getting accustomed to everything. Meanwhile, our friend Patty, who is out fishing for lobsters, he catches something funky in his cage. And he delivers my favorite line of the movie. Tis no feckin' lobster. <laughs> You know what? That's close to my favorite line of the movie. Uh-huh. The horse is sober. The horse is sober. <laughs> that was a good one, too. Yeah. I hope you're not driving. Oh, Johnny's horse. Yeah. You're going to ride a horse while intoxicated. Yeah, so the horse is sober. <laughs> well, that's just brilliant. It's great. It's great that you're in charge here. Yeah, so I mean, so we're getting a lot of uh, like the, 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 the meat cute between these, these two the two cops, you know, and like they're, like they're so clashy, you know, they're going to get together by the end of it, even if there mm-hmm. weren't any monsters. But he's kept this monster 
in his in his trap, this little teeny tiny one. Yep. Yeah, and he throws it in his bathtub because that's what you do. Uh-huh. If you find an alien creature in a lobster trap, you chuck it in your bathtub. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, because he wants to get famous from it. He thinks it's going to be worth a lot of money and he can sell it on eBay. <laughs> yes, that's right. All this thing needs to survive is blood and water. Could you put it on the eBay? Do you think? He's <laughs> all about the eBay, too. It's not like, oh, we're going to call National Geographic or something. It's, nope, we're going to put this fucker on eBay. Yeah, on eBay, sure. <laughs> Fuck mm-hmm. that. You get much more for it on eBay than you will from National Geographic. Yep. <laughs> but that's, that's the approachability of it again. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be famous. And on magazine covers, it's, well, I can get some drinking money for this. Or, uh-huh. And again, it wasn't delivered as a joke. It's like, do you think I'd get much for it on eBay? Yeah. Delivered absolutely honestly. It's an old guy who doesn't understand how the internet works either. Of course. Yeah. 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 But of course, he can't shut up about it in the bar that night either. What is it, buddy? I like an orc. Not really, no. It would, though. No, not really. It would. If you were to know what I know, you'd want to know. All right, tell us then. Right, so. Between you and me, I caught myself a sea monster today. Swear to God, may he strike me down. You don't believe me? Not a bit. I am no liar. (laughs) Fuck off, you! All right, where is it? In my bathtub. In your bathtub? I've been a bath. Yeah, and that's uh, right around the same time. This is my note for that that sort of section of things going on. Uh, is threshold for calling police much higher than mine? Because around that time is when we see that one house by the beach experience yeah. one of the grabbers. Right, right. Because through all this, yeah, we're, we're getting all this meat cute cut in with locals getting grabbed, for want of a better word. Mm. And, you know, uh, one gets picked off the beach. Um, oh, because a bunch of whales have, have beached themselves. That's right. They're uh, pilot whales. Yes, a bunch of pilot whales like wash up on the beach with weird wounds on them. And nobody takes it too seriously because Dr. Smith says, well, that's not unusual. These whales will do this sometimes. They'll just die in a group. Nobody knows why. Hi. Hi. That's a marine psychologist or something. Did I get that right? No. <laughs> it's marine ecology. <laughs> no, um... They're, uh, dead. Dead? Oh, no, no. No, they're, they're just sleeping. So what happened? Well, they're, uh, they're pilot whales. It, um, it happens with them from time to time, but no one, no one really knows why. What are all these deep cuts? Possible wounds from the rocks while being washed up here. But they didn't beach themselves? Oh, no, no. No, they... They died at sea. All of them. At once. Yeah. Yeah, it's a strange one, all right. He's a scientist. Everyone kind of takes him. Right, they cart the whales off, but someone forgot a shovel and got left alone on the beach for a minute and grab! Yep. That's all it takes. One minute alone on the beach. And 
Yeah, then you mentioned the little house. And I always am fascinated, one of my favorite horror movie tropes that if anybody ever goes to fix the flu yeah. in a fireplace in a horror movie, you're getting sucked up into it. Yeah, I, again, like I feel like they intentionally ignored some of those ideas. Well, well the, the woman did get sucked up in the flu. So. Well, yeah, that's just it, though, right? It's like, oh, no, there's something on the roof. I better shove my arm up this tunnel to the roof. Well, no, I mean, I get it to keep it from coming down. I mean, it is a logical thing, but, you know, whatever. But I did enjoy, though, before that, it's his husband and wife at home, and she's drying her hair, and somebody's knocking on the door. And the husband goes to answer the door, and he's like, oh, it's so-and-so, and he's pissed as a fart. Yeah. And it's the guy we saw get grabbed at the beach. It's just his body, and he's clearly there's something on the roof mm-hmm. holding him. And his body is just banging against the door, but his feet are you know, still dragging on the ground. So it kind of does look like he's doing this weird. Yeah, it's like a cool dance. dance. Uh-huh. What does he want? The dance? Like, I'm white enough that that looked like good dancing to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Twilight Tharp was writing it down. I'm like, oh shit, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> is she alive? I don't know. Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> I can Google it if you want. I don't really care. They Does don't really the care. audience really want to know? 90% of them are like, who? Yeah. All yeah right. they, well, love, they love it when I mix in show stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Tell us more about. Never mind. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, so these two get killed. They get killed. She gets. She, I don't remember what happened. Oh, the, the husband. She gets, gets. She gets pulled up through the flu, and then the next day, I think it is. Yeah. The guard go, and they're at the beach again because they see someone's truck. Yeah. So they go yeah. to the house. Yeah, and they find her head. Yes, there's two times in this movie where someone's head rolls at them. I think I think these things don't like head. Yeah. I they, got like, that they tend to leave the heads behind. What we, what we haven't mentioned that when they, when they say grab, that's really not, I mean, they do have all these tentacles to grab you with, but normally what they use is their tongue. Yeah, they do. They've got this tongue that's like a dart that can shoot out like a frog, but like 9,000 feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. people get impaled by this tongue from a million miles away, and we learn that the tongue is a vampiric. Yes. Yes. They suck the blood in with the tongue. Mm-hmm. Now, can you imagine Much for like a moment, your ex-wife. though? Yeah, well, huh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you huh, beat huh, me huh. to it, Patrick. Well, Come it's on. getting predictable. It's all right, all right. What about if I just say, like, the woman I was seeing last week? Does that kind of, like, update it? No, because we'll all be like, yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh, right. she's a supermodel, right? Uh-huh, she lives in Saskatchewan? Uh-huh, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> because supermodels live in Saskatchewan. Uh-huh, sure. I mean, well, I was going to say that my supermodel from Canada, but you're from Canada, so she. Can, I mean, what what do Canadian people say when they lie about supermodels that they're pretending to be dating? I don't know. From America, nobody believes that. Pamela Anderson is from Canada. Okay. And at one point, that was a cool thing to be able to say. Okay. All right. It's just still FYI. Cool. Yeah. Like, I don't mind her. I don't mind yeah. her at all. I think she's all right. I think she's cool. Um. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So finally. Um, so now we figure out something's wrong, and we've connected it to Patty's story. Yes. And so Patty, Patty actually, he Patty shows actually, up. Yeah. Actually, with Patty, the thing. Patty got attacked by his. Patty got attacked by his. That's right. That same night, he got attacked by his, but survived. Because. Well, we don't know this why yet. Because he was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they take the body of this little thing, not little, but you know, whatever, littler, 
to Dr. Smith. Oh. Is that your professional opinion? I grab her. A what? I have told you, Paddy, I'm not calling it that. It needs a name that defines its genus. I discovered it. I get to name it. Right. Hi. Hi. Uh, what is that thing? I haven't a clue. I've never seen anything like it before. It's a completely foreign species. I can't even begin to originate or class it. A grabber. Who's attacked you? Stuck on the ceiling, it was. Nearly ripped me throat out. It's this and it's that, and it's got, it doesn't have testicles, and there's no reproductive organs, there's no, That's right. there's no breathing system, there's no circulatory system. I don't know what the hell this thing is. There's never been anything like it before. And <laughs> I do love when they're like, when they're saying, well, are you sure it's dead? Well, Smooth I don't know. Man. I don't have it. I don't have any idea. There's no way of telling it's dead. Pat just walks over and hits it, hits it with a stick. Yep. Ah, oh, tis dead. Tis dead. It's dead, right? Um, I'm not sure. You're not what? Basic tests I've done so far have shown up nothing usual or normal. It is beyond mystifying. I mean, really, I can't be sure without opening it up. Ah, <laughs> uh, tis dead. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the Irish way to fix things is to hit it with a stick. Yeah, that that was pretty awesome. Uh huh. But that's also that's that's where the comedy comes in, and that's why it's so beautiful because it's so organic. Uh huh. The same thing with the doctor when they bring the head to the doctor. Yeah. To find out what did this, and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> what killed him? Jim? The fact that he's just a head. He'll bring me some of the head corner. A headache and I could do something. But you bring me just a head and you're taking the piss. Jesus, they could bury him in a shoebox. Doctor, we need to know. He was mauled in some way by some animal or something. I don't know. A tiger? A tiger? We can't put that in a report. <sighs> but I'm a country doctor, for God's sake. When am I going to run across stuff like this every day? A big animal. I'm not faced with this kind of thing every day. I have no idea. I have no frame of reference. A tiger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's and the other great part, too, is when they're in that, it's just following that scene with the, ah, it is dead. Uh, and it, it jumps back to life unpredictably. And they all start stomping on it. And it shows it from the perspective of the grabber. Yeah. And then they go, oh, it's still alive a little bit. And they all start stumping on it again. Uh huh. Because uh -huh. that, if they shoot it from that angle, it's comedy. If you shoot it from yep. the other way, it's gross. Exactly. It's just yep. it's it's these subtle decisions the filmmakers made as they went. Uh huh. Uh huh. Even when they're all like gathering weapons to deal with it, when they when they're sneaking up on it, like somebody grabs a bat, somebody grabbed a crutch, and mm -hmm. the drunk guy's like, "I gotta find something." Everybody says a weapon. He grabs a magazine and rolls it up. Yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> just subtle things like that. It's very stupid, very silly. I forget exactly what. I'm going to have to find the actual quote, but at some point when Smith turned to Lisa and just goes, you really are Irish. <laughs> yes. Says, I'm stupid. What are you? Everywhere this has been, the other one's followed. You, you, you found another one? Where? I tried to eat it. And it's huge. And it's looking for her. Uh, 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 are you mad? Don't do that. Smith, it's for the best. No, 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 no. If you like studying here. Get it wet. You really are Irish. Turn it off. It's, it's just, it's solid comedy that would happen in real life to a degree. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, I could actually see all of this happening with my relatives and they're having all of these stupid conversations. <laughs> because they are stupid. It's a stupid situation to be in. 
Yeah, well, that's what it is. Is it's it's not making fun of the individuals. It's making fun of the ridiculousness of the situation. And that's what, I, for me personally, someone who loves comedy, that is what the best comedy is. Is when you're never punching down at people, but right. you're just saying, let's look at how silly this whole thing is. Yeah, yeah. That's when they then go to the beach to find the big grabber. Yes, yes. Well, they figure out, okay, well, they, 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 um, I'm just backing up. This thing, this little one that they thought was dead, of course, was not dead. They beat the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, d- d- during this attack, it attacks O'Shea. Yeah. And the same thing happens. It, falls, it, spits, it spits it and tries to run away. And they said, it didn't like you. It didn't like you. And it didn't like you, Patty, last night. What? you two have in common. <laughs> I order health, but I have a bad back. Gives me shock and pain, you know yourself. How are you still alive? Huh? Diet and exercise. <laughs> took, took three of us to get that thing off of me. I was always lucky. Yeah, they must have liked your blood much. What have you been eating? I had a bit of a banana and bag of chips yesterday. And you were drunk. They're like leeches, right? To feed off the blood. Well, when one of them bit Paddy, it almost died. Why? Because Paddy was so intoxicated, his blood alcohol level was toxic. Exactly. If we taint our blood with booze, we're poisonous to eat. Uh, yeah, in theory. We've got just I'm one totally to cut back. To with this on our own. Tomorrow we'll be sorted. They'll, they'll, we'll get off the island. They'll, they'll nuke the beaches or whatever they do. But all we have to worry about is tonight. Simple. We have a lock-in. We stay out of the rain, and we drink. <laughs> You're both drunk right now. <laughs> so we're figuring out, okay, this thing doesn't like alcohol. And they're also trying to plot its movements. Like, okay, there was an attack here at the boat. There was an attack here at the house. There was an attack here. And this thing showed up in his trap here. What's the pattern? And they figured out that this beach seems to be the center point of everything. They go down yeah. to the beach to find out. And the other thing that I was very happy with, random thought, the dog didn't die. Yes. When that little, that cute little black and white thing came hopping over the hills, the doctor's dog in the opening scenes, I'm like, that dog is so dead. That is a very difficult thing for me. And for those fans of yours, there is a website and you just have to Google, does the dog die? Mm. And it tells you for every movie. The dog always dies. Not always. Almost always dies. I'm an easy play on human emotion. People will always have empathize with it. I don't like it. I don't like the trope. But unfortunately, every time I see an animal in these movies, I'm like, don't get attached. (laughs) Don't get attached. Do you name the animals when you see them in a horror movie? I try not to. Like I said, I literally try not to get attached because they probably Mm -hmm. are going to die and die horribly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a problem. It is a problem. Let's just stick to killing typically hot (laughs) teens. Thank you. They're asking for it. They are. They I answered mean, being... the casting call. Did the dog answer the casting call? No, the dog's owner answered the casting call. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Must be la- yeah, yeah, I wanted my dog to be eaten by a prolapsed anus from outer space. <laughs> that would be a great subtitle for this film. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was also the original title of Mean Green Mother from Outer Space from Little Shop of Horrors, but they changed it. Because so, uh. I'm a prolapsed anus from outer space and I'm bad. <laughs> What's great too is they they find some of the eggs when they get to yeah. this beach, and there's another dead whale, and yeah. they're and the guy uh, is trying to flirt. Yeah, 
with uh, someone as there's a dead whale and creepy egg things. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know what? Good for him. Uh-huh. That's Car- taking white Carpe- male privilege to the next level. Carpe diem, man. Yeah. yeah you never know. Only, he's only got her for two weeks. <laughs> this could be the moment. She uh-huh. might just be like, take me right now and like splay her down right there over the eggs, put her eggs on her, hit the other eggs, make an omelet. <laughs> all right, all right, wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop the podcast, stop the podcast right now. Good God, I'm from the depths of hell and even I thought that, that joke was in horrible taste. Greetings. You pathetic, useless, flabby, blabby. Cum stains, dried up cum stains, otherwise known as the Scream Queen's Horror Podcast Community. Yes, it is I, Flem, Flem the Gargoyle. And I am interrupting this program. Why? Because I want to tell you about something awesome. Did you know that right now you have the opportunity to stab all of your friends to death and get away with it? Yes. Because right now, there's a game on the Kickstarter called Don't Get Stabbed. It is a card game in which, in theory, the way to win the game is to not get stabbed by the killer. Unless you are playing the killer. <laughs> in which case, you can kill all of your friends. And, it's, and, and, and the good part is it only takes less than 15 minutes. Yes, in less than 15 minutes, you can murder all of your stupid, ugly, useless friends. <laughs> or if you're Patrick, it'll take three minutes. Because <laughs> he has no friends. <laughs> I am a gargoyle, I'm from the depths of hell, and I completely endorse this game. But it's only on the Kickstarter right now. It needs to get funding. So what you need to do, you need to do the googly search on Don't Get Stabbed game. Go over there, give that man money. Give him all the money so you can kill your friends. (laughs) You know you want to. You You don't really like them, right? I don't like them. Kill them for me and support Don't Get Stabbed, the card game. I will put a link in the show notes because Patrick is a terrible person and he will neglect it. Tons of fun. Bloody fun. Evil fun. Plus, even though you stabbed all your friends to death, there's nothing to clean up because it's a card game. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Don't get stabbed. But do support the game. And now, back to the show. Talking about grabbers with Michael Howie-Wary. Blech. Yes. I am refraining from commenting on that one. Yeah, so what we've learned from the beach is that they get attacked again by one that's much bigger mm-hmm. than the one that was in the, uh, the doctor's lab. Yeah. And they figure out that one must be male because this other one was female because it was carrying an egg. It was pregnant. Could you put it on the eBay, do you think? you you're not putting this on eBay. You are so lucky she didn't kill you. She? Yeah, it's a, sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a female from uh, what I can tell. How can you tell? How can I tell? Well, it's got no testicles. And? It takes a scientist to realize that. Do you know, Shay? She was pregnant. That's right. And this one seems to be following where the little one has been. Yep. It's tracking the female through town. 
Yeah, because the female was a squirter. Remember when I mentioned squirter? It squirted a couple people in the face, and those people have wound up on the menu. Interesting side story about squirting people in the face. I'm buckling in. I was actually hoping you'd interrupt me so I don't have to tell the story. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not that kind of a show. Oh, no, no. I'm not interrupting at all. Please go. And Michael, how? Well, my only comment is the time that the woman said, OMG, I squirted. And I'm like, trust me, I know. That's the end of the story. It's not very good. You can edit that out. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing the person whose face you just squirted in is, the, is, not, is not unaware. No. Of what? Oh, God, Jesus, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I'll buy you another ice cream sometime. Oh, thanks. Thanks. That'll make as up for it. As long as it's big and gay. The mm-hmm. big, bigger and gayer ice cream than the last. <laughs> so the thing that they're figuring out, like, okay, so this thing needs to stay near the water because it needs to be wet all the time, except, oh, no, there's this huge storm. Of course there is. Of course, because it's Ireland. Smith said it needs water, right? Says a lot of things. Mostly bollocks. Whatever. But if it needs water to survive, how could it be moving about in dry land? It was raining. When it's raining, there's no such thing as dry land. There's a storm due tonight. Because it's a horror movie. It's that too, as well. But I'm also saying, like, today was actually the per- perfect day to record this because it is, like, so gray and grim outside. I'm like, this is like Irish summer. Oh, so sweet. Oh, just, oh sure. We go down to the beach and go lay out for a bit and get black. Look, it will be black, but. <laughs> No, no, you're not. You're not. You're not. Just cute them. Just cute them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be there in like 14 jumpers and a, and a down coat. But <laughs> How is it so gross in New York, but so nice in Hamilton today? Because we're awful down here. That's why. That's because right. we have an awful president. That's why. Because God hates us now. Yeah. 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 That's, that's actually in, that's in Leviticus. When the orange one shall rise, mm. New York shall be kind of shitty in weather. Sure. Uh-huh. I will yeah. take that. I will take that. All right. We deserve it. We deserve everything we get. <laughs> and let's back to the movie. Back to the movie. Yeah. So they're figuring that out. So they're like, oh, well, fuck. It's going to be all over the place. How, how, what do we do? What do we do? We have to save everybody, but not panic everybody. What's the best solution? We'll throw a party. Mm-hmm. And I love that, A, they interrupt church. Yes, that was beautiful. Which, technically, I could see happening in a tiny town that it would be totally okay for the Garda to come in and make an announcement Yep. during church. That does not surprise me at all. The fact that it was a party, that's a whole other issue. And the fact that nobody gave a shit. Yeah, the priest. They're they're like, why why are we having a number? It was all questions, 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 until, and it's all on the house. At Maher's Tavern tonight, we're having a bit of a shindig. And you're all coming to join us for what'll be a great night's crack. So tell everybody, tell your friends, tell your families. Uh, everybody's welcome. You're a throwing a party? Yeah. Why? Who needs a reason to have a laugh? <laughs> it's a welcome party for me. Welcome party? We're leaving in a fortnight. It's just a goodbye party, whatever. You only just got here. What's our problem? Um, what, what we mean to say is that... Hey, bucko, where are you going? This party's for your benefit. And all you're going to be there to is the law. And I swear to God, I'll arrest anyone here who isn't. You, just sit down. <laughs> what, what Cardinal Nolan means is that we love your company. 
There's no point going home to a cold, empty house when there'll be music and company and the crack. And a free bar. A free bar? Oh, you're on, boys. That's the spirit. So come on, it's a... Yes. Then everyone's hooray. I'm like, that's my family. That's my family right there. That's my entire family right here. Every goddamn branch of it. I feel like you'd fit in in East Hamilton because that's how, it, like, if someone said, like, the exact same conversation, we need you to come to this place tonight. Eh, it's very important that you come to this place tonight. Eh, the booze will be free. We're there. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. And my favorite character in this is the innkeeper's wife. Oh, she's brilliant. Do you listen to him? Eight years I was waiting for him to go down on his knee. Have you ever heard the like of it? My family thought I was mad wasting my time in him. Affect them. Affect you, Brian. I love her. Again, a woman I've seen in a million things. I have no idea what her name is or what she's been in, but I know I've seen her a million times. She's just so damn funny and so damn snarky. It's just like, well, who's, the party, in- who's the party for? It's for me. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. leaving in two weeks. It's a welcome party, but you just got here. Yeah. It's a goodbye party. And then the other part oh, that's the really- fact that you're asking so many fucking questions. <laughs> We're playing the audio for that. <laughs> so to totally bastardize her name, it's Brana Gallagher. Sure it is. She was in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And she was in Star Wars Episode One, which we don't speak about. And she was in the Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. Uh-huh. Like she's you're right. She's been around uh-huh. uh, as a character actor very clearly. Yeah. Uh, but there's one scene right after that where they're all standing in back. So this is the, the those who know. Yeah. So we got the two guard up. We got the scientist and the, the, the bartender. The bartender, the doctor. Yeah. Uh, and they're standing in back discussing how they're going to do this, how they're going to pull it off. And she walks in and they go through this whole rigmarole, but yeah, we're planning something. And then she leaves. And he goes, oh, shite. It's her birthday. She's going to think this is for her. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's why she's so pissy in the church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was for me. And the thing is now we've determined like, okay, how drunk do we have to be to fend this thing off? Yes. And they start doing some tests. Right, they're doing tests, and the guinea pig is Garda Lisa Nolan. Mm-hmm. She's got the Ooh. lowest body weight, and she's like the least drunk. And they're like, well, let's start off by giving her a little bit of everything that Patty well, had at the bar the night before. Yes, that's it. They try. So she says she's never been drunk before. Yeah. But just so you know, I don't drink. I've never even been drunk. I don't know if I can. Of course you can. And you'd be the best drunken guard this country's ever seen. You'd probably get promoted. <laughs> and they say, okay, we're gonna, she's just have to have everything Patty had. She goes through the whole thing with all the different types of beer, uh, a couple of shots, I think there were. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's, she's done for the night. Uh-huh. She's, she's not standing up. She's having trouble. No. And he goes, oh, there was one other thing. Ah, uh, the poutine. never drink the poutine no sir no sir and for those of you who don't know that's irish for moonshine yeah 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 we got screech up here in canada from the newfies it's pretty much the same thing it's it's the dredges from the rum barrel oh sure yeah sure sure sure. and when you get screeched in you drink it out of a cod's mouth like the fish yes what other cod would there be like a cod piece Uh uh-huh all right, fair enough. I've, I've drunk a lot of things from that cod's mouth. <laughs> I hate myself that I just said that on my own show. <laughs> Keep drinking. 
Um, so yeah, so it's a wonderful, uh, uh, what you call it, sort of uh, homage to her drinking all these different things and progressively uh-huh. getting drunker and drunker and drunker. It's a little bit creepy. Really? Have an entire bunch of have an entire bunch of guys getting a girl who doesn't get drunk drunk. Yes, but it's for science, so it's but okay. It, does it, it never veers full into creep territory like you can take it creepy if you want to take it creepy because it is kind of creepy but it's also necessary but whatever (laughs) but you know what's great too is that's when you see richard coyle's character the other garda start to really kind of class it up the only people that know about this are us it's got to stay that way or we'll have a panic on our hands so how drunk are we talking here patty levels of drunkenness (laughs) you're going off your game boy Uh, no offense but i don't think my body can handle patty levels Takes years of practice. And with everyone hammered, there's no one in a fit state to call the shots. I'll keep order. I won't be drinking. You? We'll both do it. Uh, oh, uh, well, that, that, that would put you both at risk. <laughs> I suggest it's just O'Shea. Thanks. Only one of us need riskies. And, and I know these people, this island, better than you. She'll be me. I see what you're doing here, but um, have you forgotten you're a dependent alcoholic organizing a piss up in a brewery? I'll do it. It'll be easier. Lisa, I'm good to know one when I drink. I know that. So do you. I can do this. Yeah. You start to see the real him come out in that scene. Right, because he's also realizing, like, okay, if she's drunk, somebody, if everybody's drunk, somebody's going to have to stay sober, and I'm the one in charge. This Mm -hmm. is my island. This is my home. She's she's the she she's guarded as well, but she is going to be wasted, and I've determined that. So I, I'm going to stay sober. Yeah. For this event, so now we have a complete character reversal for both of them, and I got to say, she's a delightful drunk. She is. She's a lot she of fun. She doesn't play. She doesn't play any of the usual drunk stereotypes, not, or like the obvious drunk jokes. She gets like I get when I'm drunk, where it's like I don't know what. It's like she has this whole string. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck you're saying. Like, even the subtitles are like, we don't know what you said. <laughs> he ever likes me as much as her. She's as talented as I am. Daddy's a girl. <laughs> Bitch. But <laughs> it's true, bro. You guys. <laughs> and I love you all. <laughs> even you. I have no idea what that is like, Patrick. Oh, I don't know either. I, I don't know because I've not, I've never experienced it myself. But I've heard, I've heard, I've heard people like, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "It's kind of It's just a You did introduce me to five dollar well drinks. So. I sure did. Yeah, I sure yeah. did, girl. I sure did. And look how that turned out. We're banned from France forever, both of us. <laughs> That's just because of the history lesson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, <sighs> it was a good night. It was a good night. Yeah. So they so start they, to they, get they've got, drunk. They've got, yeah, they've got everybody at the bar, and everybody's getting shit faced, and it is like full on Irish wedding slash wake yeah. <laughs> shit face party. Yeah, they've got all the traditional music going on the jukebox. Everyone's jumping up. The old ladies are falling down. Oh, yeah, and that old lady is the closest thing to my mother I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> that's, that's pretty great. I'm 
fucking pissed. I want to go home. Except my mother would never say that. So it's pretty much our. Yeah, it was. It was. It's and again, it's a fun scene, and the way they filmed it was great. Uh huh. Is it's a small space, and everyone's having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, death is lurking outside, and they are all un, unbeknownst to any of them. That's the whole thing. Keep everybody unaware to keep everybody from panicking. Yep. And meanwhile, the the big guy has shown up, and now there's little ones because the eggs are hatching. Those were so cute. No, see, the little ones disturbed me more than the big ones, and I don't know why. They kind of look like vaginas. No, no, that's not it. That's easy. No, there's just something particularly gross about them. And just, I don't know, the way they squealed just didn't make me unhappy. And just even like when they were getting nail guns and shit. Also drunk oh, with a nail gun. Uh, drunk with a nail gun should be in every movie ever. Yes. That <laughs> is something I need to happen always. <laughs> just like if I go to like, I'm, I'm like, when, when we're done with this, I'm going to go buy some kettle chips because I've had some whiskey and those things go together in my sure brain. Thing. Yes, and so if a- there was a drunk girl with a nail gun in there, like, I could die happy. Uh-huh. Now, meanwhile, the, the two Garda are out in the car. She's the Jeep, whatever it is, the truck. She's shit-faced. He's just trying to keep it together. And she's kind of playing like you love me type of games. Yeah. I think you like me. I think you like me. And she confesses that she likes him. And he says one of my favorite lines. He's like, as, as, as flattering as it is to hear a, a, a beautiful drunk slurring her feelings for me. Now's not the time. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some there's some guy. I can't remember who it is. Some other guy goes out first. The doctor. Pat, was it was it like the doctor or the it's scientist? It's the doctor. It's okay. the doctor. Yeah. yeah. So he goes out to have a pee because there's too long of a line at the bathroom. Uh-huh. They're putting and, on their fucking makeup. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know about you, but that's like a weekly thing for me. Uh-huh. To go out back behind makeup? the bar. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. Yeah, that too. That oh yeah, that too. Okay, sure. I don't judge. Um, uh, I actually need some for under my eyes, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm at that age now. I wasn't going to say anything, but sure. <laughs> so he goes out first and obviously gets eaten uh, mm-hmm. in a horrible way. But then, yeah, the scientist, he wanders out because he got into the hooch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the hooch, that poutine is the stuff that puts people over the edge. It's yeah. too much. And then they make stupid, really stupid mistakes, like going, deciding he's going to need to picture with it for National Geographic. Get, get back inside now, please! I'm begging you! I need a photograph with it! For National Geographic! And Facebook. Fuck your photos! Change the kegs! Church? You're scared. Yeah, and he walks right up to it, and he's got the flash going, and he's taking pictures and taking pictures, and, and he it, says something like, you're just an animal. See, yeah, it just wants to be, yeah, it's, it's not, a, yeah, he's, he's, he has an E.T. moment with it. Yeah. You're not going to hurt to me. The fact, to the fact that when the thing finally attacks him, it doesn't eat him. It takes him and knocks him like a billion miles away to the fact you see him flying across the moon like mm-hmm. E.T. Yeah. Well, it was pretty <laughs> brilliant. Was say, there's tons and tons of movie references. Like what I was going to say, there's a scene in the car going on. They eventually get attacked. The two get attacked in the car and this thing is pouncing 
on the car and it's huge and it's disgusting and it's slimy and it's got its prolapsed anus pressed up against the glass. Oh, Jesus, Mary, mother of God. Oh, Quincy, that's his start the car. Start the car. Come on, what are you doing? Quincy, close the car. And you can see the breath from the prolapsed anus fogging up the glass. I'm like, this is so revolting, except it's Jurassic Park. Yep. So yep. And then, then later on, when the little, the little ones are in the bar and she's shooting them with the nail gun, I'm like, this is Gremlins. That's right. But it's all these nice subtle nods that aren't yeah. ripping it off, but just like little touches of home. Like, yeah, well, sure, sure. It's like Irish Blarney. We're taking little bits of a million stories and putting them into one big story. Because that's yeah. how we work. That's how my people roll. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, it was it's so well done too. It's, it's like for me, you're all, you are significantly more of the movie aficionado, aficionado. Uh-huh. Um, but for me, I was able to pick up some of them, some yeah. of the really obvious ones. But there's so many subtle bits throughout yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and it's just like the actors was like, I swear I know that from something. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the same thing, but it never feels like a ripoff. No. No, it's not, this is that. It's, that feels familiar in some way. Because initially I was horrified when I'm like, oh my God, you can see the breath fogging up the glass. Where have I seen that? Oh, oh, this is entirely the same scene. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, but reinterpreted through an, uh, through an Irish filter with a shot of whiskey. Yes. Or 12. I'd say five. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's not comping it. And it's, it doesn't, the thing is the comedy in this never lessens the suspense. No, that's again, that's that line. They manage, it's incredible how they managed to toe that line of we're going to make a joke, we're going to make a joke, but the tension still exists. And normally in comedy, the punchline is the release of the yeah. tension. Right. And somehow in this, they make a punchline without releasing the tension. Yeah. Well, that's because nobody's death was ever a punchline. Well, not usually. Sometimes. Not usually. I mean, most you mean of in this movie or in history? No, in this movie. Oh, okay. I agree with you. In this no, movie. I mean, yeah. like, even when the doctor, when the doctor gets eaten, like, the thing kind of hovered over him and just kind of devoured him whole by bouncing him into the ground. Yeah. was horrifying. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't describe that well. It just kind of trash compactors him. <laughs> yeah, it's... Shit. <laughs> it, it's... It's like a machine almost. Yeah. yeah like, it comes this, down on top of him somehow. Yeah. The big one is so much bigger and meaner than the female one. Yeah. Then I think they were an artist anticipating that i think it got a lot bigger since they saw it at the beach because none of their none of their measurements for, for alcohol is holding up at all well and that's the other thing is throughout it you also hear them talking about how water helps it heal and regenerate and all it needs to survive is water and that's right. why the storm matters did you say that already i did i mentioned water briefly but yeah I, but okay, i did yeah. mention that somebody said yeah it's like with this storm it's going to be able to go anywhere yeah so it literally can go everywhere and that's when they figure out oh what if we just uh dehydrate it let's hang it up um but first is the super soaker scene which is one of my favorites oh man i because i love the little innkeeper too and i just i just figured he was gonna die because the innkeeper he's just a cute little dorky guy when he goes running out with those super soakers filled with kerosene you tell it 
Yeah, so, well, it starts out with him and Smith sitting there trying to light the thing. And if you've ever been ridiculously drunk, you've experienced this. That's the thing. That's the thing that you have to understand, that all these people are trying to execute these things that in normal movies would be really easy, except they're all shit-faced drunk. So they're trying to light. They've got a super soaker, traditional super soaker water gun with a little wick on it, and it's Uh full of kerosene or vodka or something. Yeah. And he's like, okay, we're going to light it. So one guy has the Zippo and one guy has the Super Soaker. And it's a 45-second action sequence. Just trying to light the wick. them trying to light the wick. Smith! I can't feel my face! Smith! The lighter! Ah! God damn it, this thing's heavy. Hey, your floor. Your floor is very good. Brian, you can't help us burn in the door! Smith! Your floor is broke. Not me! You've blown it out. Don't climb on the table. Meanwhile, the thing is pounding down the door. (laughs) Yeah. So then he runs out. He's pumping the thing, and he's screaming like Rambo, and he's going to shoot it. And he runs right up, and he's pumping it. And he looks at it, and he goes, oh, shit and throws the gun and turns and runs back inside. Yeah, because, hello, it's raining. Yeah. It put the wick right out. <laughs> yep. A dur, but everybody's shit-faced. Everybody's making horrible jokes like that. And I just, they send out, at a certain point, the, the, the oh, I forget, they have to get the keys to something. and The keys are on the kitchen table in the back. Oh, uh, somebody's got the bright idea, like, what if we can just elevate it off the ground, like yep. hold it in place so in the air for a long time so it'll dry out, and they have one of those things they were using to get the, the whales off the beach. Yeah, it's a, an excavator of some kind. Uh, something, sure. That's a great word. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's what they're called. They're called excavators. Okay, I believe Not you. just a random word I came up with. Okay, I'm... I'm all right. I'm, I'm, you turn me on with all your, like, lesbianic yeah. knowledge. <laughs> Yes, it is a word. Um, and, but the keys are, of course, downstairs. And, of course, now the bar has been taken over by the little things. Yeah. And that's when they send Garda Lisa down. You know, <laughs> totally shit-faced. Totally shit-faced with a nail gun. <laughs> I'm going to go. No. No, it's too dangerous. No, it's not. I'm going to go because I'm the best drunken guy that this country's ever seen. You said it. Didn't you say it? I'm just going to get the keys. I'm just not going to take it lightly. I'm just going to go and get the keys. It's going to be grand. I'm your shining knight in silver armor. <laughs> and she's like going to to go down the stairs like fucking Ripley and Alien. She falls down the stairs twice. Yep. I'll be all right. It's okay. I'm all right. Shush, keep your voice down. She almost shoots somebody in the face with a gun. Right. If you get in trouble, pull the trigger. Oh, savage. <laughs> oh, careful. You missed. Yeah, it's, I'm all right. And I'm just like, what could possibly go wrong here? Nothing could possibly go on here. We're all going to die. Well, and you know what's funny? So this is, again, the brilliance of the comedy of this film is the first time they give her the nail gun, she's drunk, and she shoots it and almost hits someone. Yeah. And they go, that was the funny. Yeah. Right, that's the joke they're making. And then she goes to walk down the stairs. And you're right, it's all heroic setup. Uh-huh. And then just head over heels down. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> yes. It's brilliant. Again, it's just because you expected that was the joke. We've seen the joke. So now no. it's serious. 
No, no, because you just don't get sober. That's the thing. You yep. just don't sober up when you're that drunk. Yeah. And that's, yeah, like I said, so that's when she nails gun, nail guns one of the little ones. Yeah. The little ugh, humpy worm things. <laughs> They're so gross. Ugh. <laughs> um, and that's a little disturbing. I think yeah. that's the only scene in the entire film that's a little disturbing. And it's because they leaned into the realism of it. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's, it's, it's not bad, but it's no, still, it's like, it's, particularly since it didn't seem to hurt them at all. It just kept them from moving. Yeah. Yeah. So they're unhappy and they make a weird, the sound effects of that animals were so weird. Yeah. 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 Um, like again, that's one of those little things you would not expect an independent film to put the time into developing something original. Yeah. Of that degree. You'd expect just to hear, let's take a bare sound and pump up the octave a few times. Right. Or just, yeah, do some generic computer. Yeah. But it was a really original alien sound that these, these creatures kept making. And uh -huh. for me, like that really caught my ear a couple of times because I couldn't identify it as something else. Caught your what? My ear. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> what did you? Nothing. All right. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Uh, yeah. So there's a big final battle and the day ends. But uh, we won't spoil the ending. ending. No. No, but anyway, we all know the day is going to be saved. The day is saved. Everything's yeah. great. What I think is great, there's a fantastic point where Ligard and Lisa, where, uh, actually where, where um, uh, 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 O'Shea gets attacked by Big Daddy Grabber as being carried away, and she goes charging after it and yells at it, you Get away from him, you cunt! Yeah, <laughs> and very I went, Irish. They said, that's so funny. And then I went, that's also aliens. Get away from her, you oh, bitch. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But it's so much funnier with cunt and plus with Irish cunt because they say it differently. And the way they say it is less offensive. Yeah. It's very charming when they say it. Right. Cunt is, much, cunt is much less dirty than cunt. Much it's, like, it's twat, like it's... twat is grosser than twat. Twat is funny. Yeah. Oh, you big twat. That's funny. It's a funny sound. It's a sound effect. That, that's, that's a... That's a a bleat on a, on a, on a tuba, some twat. <laughs> it's a sound effect. Mm -hmm. Twat is gross, but twat is funny and cunt. Yeah. Funny. Better wave her, maybe a cunt. <laughs> she just called it a cunt. Well, I think that's also, I mean, for an Irish audience, is that going to be as funny as it is for us? Absolutely. I say absolutely. Think that's, so? a, that's a money shot right there. Well, it is. But I think for us, there's also that degree of, we don't say that word here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, so I don't noticed, say that word. I also noticed they didn't say it any other place in the movie. Yes. Well, and that's that's the Indiana Jones swear. You got to save your cunt till the, <laughs> till the climax. <laughs> save your cunt for the money shot. That's the second I hate subtitle. Us right now. I hate us right now. Why do you hate us? You're the one who's saying it. I'm I just, know that. I'm enabling. Yeah. I'm enabling. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I can't, yeah. But that's uh, that's that's in Indiana Jones when uh, uh, he's uh, which one is it? Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark? No, Last when Crusade. He, when he calls this, when he calls the Nazi a cunt, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that would totally be amazing. But no, and it's it's the repeat of the scene from the first movie where some guy shows up with awesome martial arts skills and he pulls his oh, gun and just shoots him. Yeah. But yeah. then in the third one, same thing happens on the bridge. Yeah. And he pulls his gun, but he doesn't have his gun, and he says, "Oh shit." And it's the only time Harrison Ford swears in three movies. Oh. And that's part of what makes it funny. Okay. Because it's, I did not see that happening. Okay. That's good. 
and you took, took, the, took the cliched situation that is now a cliched situa- situation and made it something new. Yeah. And new and shocking in a different mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I love this little movie. It's fun. I'm so glad you asked me to watch it. I, I really enjoyed it. I know how you are with horror movies. Some told me that the, that the sci-fi element and the comedy would get you through. Yeah. And you know what's great about the sci-fi elements? This is something that sci-fi movie makers do. And I think they often do it too much is they try and explain things. Yeah. I don't yeah. need to know why there's a giant ass shark off the coast. Nope. I just need to know there's a giant ass shark off the coast. Uh-huh. That's enough for me to get behind Jaws. Thank you. If you start trying to explain why, and the thing, the, the worst part is I understand the biology behind why there would be a giant shark. Uh-huh. I know the science. I've talked to the shark experts for work. <laughs> like, I, like there, there actually is a scientific theory behind that, but they don't bother with it. You don't need to. No. No, no. You deal with the immediate problem, not the, yeah, it's, it's, nobody cares. Plus, in a movie, nobody cares. But like, I'm, I'm guessing you didn't like the Meg. I did. You I've got did. I've got mixed feelings about shark movies in general. Um, just from a conservation point of view, the Meg I liked because it never took itself seriously. Okay, my problem like, was it took it. I thought it took itself too seriously, and then really? like at no point did they say, "Wow, we have to go get this thing because it's an incredible threat to the ecosystem." <laughs> <laughs> You've inched- just this massive predator that should not exist to our oceans. It's going to fuck up everything. And I'm just like, whatever, we'll get it for a trophy. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's going to ruin everything. There's a couple scenes there. in that though, where like Jason Statham, like jumps in the water because he's a former <laughs> Olympic diver or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think everyone's okay with Jason Statham jumping into the water. With as long as he's got fun. his shirt off. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he's trying to act jumping into the water, eh. Like one of my other favorite moments in this movie, it's a small moment. It's when everybody's holed up. Now everybody knows there's a problem. Everybody in that bar knows what's going on. And they're all hiding upstairs trying to figure out what to do, trying to come up with a plan. And they're trying, like somebody come up with the idea of a scarecrow. But so, the Patty just goes, I say we feed it Father Potts. Blessed each shit and choke to death. I beg your pardon. No, thank you. Well, why don't we just feed it Father Potts? Yeah. If it never had bullshit before, I'm sure it'll just choke to death. <laughs> beg, your pardon, beg your pardon, Father. But the thing is, it wasn't a joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, legitimately putting up the idea of feeding it the priest. Because why not? <laughs> yeah. Why, if you have to feed it someone... Let's feed it the priest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're all about self-sacrifice, aren't they? Uh-huh, and his sermons are too feckin' long anyway. <laughs> um, well, I'll get to less verbal priest next time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, a, I love this movie. I think it's tons of fun. And uh, sadly, sadly neglected. Like, it never got a theatrical release over here, and a lot of people don't know it. And- yeah, I've, I had never heard of it before. Uh, and typically, sea monster movies grab my eye. So uh-huh. that's, that's a bit surprising. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, granted, the title is a little off-putting. Yeah. Uh-huh. But what else are you going to call it? That's the perfect title for it, because that's, that's what the, oh, sure, the night, the grab, oh, sure, oh, the grabbers, oh, my gosh, really, really. <laughs> that night, oh, gosh, and then when the, oh, and then when the taps ran out, oh, Christ, we thought we were old age, then we were praying to say it, Mary. <laughs> There's also that subtle, so uh, Russell Tovey, his character, Dr. Adam Smith, he's English, correct, yes. in yes. the film? So throughout the entire thing, I thought that was true, but I wasn't certain, but they keep taking little jabs at him. Yes. Um, and I thought, so I guess for, it's, it's the, the um, uh, Richard Dreyfus character from Jaws. It's that sure. same yeah. kind of thing 
of the I've got glasses, push them up in my nose. So yes. it's they've got the the stereotypical English guy. Uh-huh. Uh which I thought was a nice little comedy mm-hmm. jab. Uh, mm-hmm. which again I think for an Irish audience is gonna play maybe a bit better. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh but I still picked up on it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um and then just looking at the IMDB page though, this is incredible. Like you start clicking, so there's Declan Cooney. I don't remember him in the movie. I don't remember the role he played. Uh-huh. Looking at his picture, he looks familiar enough. And then I look at his uh, his filmography, and he's got Good Omens, um, Mandy, Peaky Blinders, Glitch, yeah, uh, Da Vinci's Demons, like just all of these things I recognize. It's incredible. And I think you nailed this. All of the actors in this film are working. Yeah. Just constantly. And that's why they're so familiar. Yeah. And that's, I think, also why it's so good. Is oh, they, they didn't put out the money for a big star name, but they hired people who know what they're doing. This is their profession and their passion. Uh-huh. And they all showed up. Oh, regardless and they came to play. of the role. Yeah. And they came to play. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I just, this, to me, is like a perfect Saturday night movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great for a party, I would say. Yeah. And you can drink every time they say grabbers. Oh, grabbers. <laughs> or feck. Every time they say feck. Uh, I, love, I love the use of feck in this movie. Yeah. Because you, you can say feck to your grandma, but don't say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I said feck. It's okay. Oh, that's okay then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Irish people can get away with saying some stuff I can't. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Well, they're, they're so charming with everything. They are. I'm charming too, but in a different way. In a kind of a Yukon Cornelius sort of way. Yeah. I've got an axe. And you're kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said we weren't going to talk about that this uh-huh, time. Well, why is he licking his axe again? He's looking for gold. Okay, don't ask. <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> Could you imagine, though? You're just like walking down the street and there's some guy licking an axe? <laughs> Going, mm, mm, nothing. <laughs> Continues on his way. Yep. What was that guy doing? Oh, don't worry about it. He's just looking for uh, gold. It's just Michael Howie. He's just looking for people to put in his beard. <laughs> it's getting longer again. I know. I saw that in the video for five seconds. It's getting all beefy mm-hmm. again. Beefy beard. It, it is well fed. It is. It is well fed. So, Michael Howie, where can people find out about you? Where can people find your podcast? And what people, is that podcast about again, by the way? I know what it's about. You've referenced it a few times now. Defender Radio is the podcast for wildlife advocates and animal lovers, brought to you by the Fur Bearers. Wow. It is a weekly interview show where I talk with biologists and advocates and policymakers about the wild world of the environments and animals. It's and a lot all of fun. Of those advocates and, 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 and all those animal people, they're all really good at Defender, too. They are. They're the best at Defender. Space okay, Defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the, the video game. <laughs> it's yeah, that's, that's why you asked me to do the podcast, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, because you can defend Defender. me. You can defend me from the grabbers. See, if I was in charge, the grabbers never would have made it. I would have shot them down. Nothing to do with the whiskey. No, nothing at all. Nothing at all. That's great. So, Michael Howie, thank you for coming back to Screen Queens. What a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, Patrick, and I cannot wait to see you again. And it was a fine, fine way to round out Irish Horror Month with an Irish horror movie and a partially Irish horror guest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, based on the amount I've consumed, I'd say I'm 20% Irish right now. Oh, adequate. You want a little more? Yeah. I ha- I've okay, had and we're out. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go impregnate Michael Huey now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
That's why my beard is so big. It's prolapsing. Ever out! <laughs> Okay, thank you very much, Michael Howie, for joining me once again. Also, my apologies for Aaron uh, to Aaron McGuire for having to leave you out because of technical problems, but that's the way podcasting goes sometimes. So, Patrick, didn't you mention that you had a big announcement? Yes, I do. So before we head out, we need to have a little talk because it is now, well, it's almost April, which means that in six months, it's going to be October. Now, for those of you who've been around for a while, you'll know that every October, I do my countdown to Halloween Potathon, and for the past couple of years, I've been doing it as a fundraiser, raising money for New Alternatives, which is an organization here in New York City which helps homeless LGBT teenagers get off the street, not just for tonight, but for life. It's an organization that's near and dear to my heart, and the cause is also very Okay, not going to start crying already. No, we're not crying in April. We're not crying six months out. Anyway, it's a very important cause to me. And in the two years that I've been doing it as a fundraiser, we have raised just under $5,000 for new alternatives. And that was just me. Now, I'm not, and I'm talking from an organizational standpoint. That was me putting it all together, doing all the editing, doing all the marketing, doing all this other stuff, organizing all the guests recording everything, editing everything. It was all me, 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 me. And last year, it almost killed me because I put out 21 shows in 21 days. And I would like to do that again this year. But I made a promise to myself, I'm not doing it alone. I'm not, it's not healthy for me to do all that by myself. No matter how much good we do, it's not worth killing myself over either. But I said, if I get myself a crack team of volunteers to help out, I think we can absolutely slay it this year. And if we start organizing really early, we could really make an incredible impact. And that is why I'm talking to you. If you want to help out, I want to hear from you. And there's all kinds of ways you can help out. It's not just the guesting. Yes, if you're a podcaster or if you are a personality, if you want to guest, please, let me know. If you want to be a guest host, let me know. If you know of a podcast that I don't know about that you think would be a great match for this, let me know. But I'm going to need other kinds of help as well. Uh, there's technical things I'm going to help with. If you know how to edit in sound, drop me a line. If you know how to write show notes for a podcast, let me know. If you know how to do email blasts, let me know. If you know how to... If you have background in charitable organizations like this, because I know this stuff I don't know about fundraising. If you know how to get like donations from other people, like, you know, for like an auction, you know, because I know, I know there's ways to do this and I just don't know. If you know how to get free publicity. I know when you're doing this kind of thing, there's ways to do it. I just don't know. If you know how, let me know. I need all kinds of help. I'm going to need like people to just talk to, talk me down off the ceiling over the next six months because I am going to drive myself crazy. And oh, if you if you if you're a graphic artist, and if you know how to do posters and stuff like that, video stuff, because I want to put out some videos as well, advertising the event as well. If you know how to do video editing and make movies, please let me know. Let me know. Let me know. We can make something incredible this year and do something exceptional for the kids and new alternatives. Because if you don't know, 
how bad homelessness is about the LG, within the LGBT population, go back and listen to any one of the episodes from this year's Potathon. Because I start every one of them with a whole list of miserable statistics, and it's depressing, and we can make a difference. And this year, we are going to kick ass like we have never kicked ass before. And I cannot do it without your help. So if you want to volunteer, I'm going to start, I'm going to have an organizational meeting probably on Google Hangouts at some point, possibly next week. I will get that information to you, but I need to know you're interested. If you are interested in any way whatsoever, if you think that you can help, please write me at crew at screamqueens.com and put Halloween Potathon as the subject line. I will add you a list and you'll be on the informational stuff for that because whew, I'm already excited. I'm already excited. It's going to be great this year, and if we all work together, we can really blow the socks off of this thing. So, other ways you can contact the show. If you want to leave a voicemail for the show, like if you enjoyed Irish Horror Month, please let me know. If there's an Irish horror movie out there that I'm not aware of that you wish I would have covered, let me know about it, and let's look at it for another time, okay? Drop me a line. If you have a movie that you're dying to recommend, you want to put yourself up against the wall, if you know what that means, if you're brave and want to put yourself against that kind of scrutiny, drop me a line. Pick up the phone. Give me a call at 917-720-2047. Or you could be like all these cool volunteers who I'm sure are just scrambling to their computers right now and write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And of course, as always, that's Queens with a Z. You can find me on Facebook by doing a search on Scream Queens, where horror gets gay. I'm on Twitter at Scream Queens, and I'm on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. And if you are a super fan, if you cannot get enough, and if you cannot get enough, you can join Patreon. You can become a Patreon subscriber and support the show with a monthly subscription, with a monthly donation to the show. It helps keep everything going and keeps everything in top quality. And hey, this merch is about to come out. This merch about to come out with a brand new logo, and everybody on Patreon is going to have early access to it, and they're also going to get a nice hefty discount. So if you want to get in on that, head on over to www.patreon.com slash Scream Queens. So next time, we're going to be joined by Maddie and Andrew from Friday the 13th. And we're going to be talking about Chris Peckover's movie, Undocumented, which unfortunately has become quite, actually surpassed reality and gone much worse than the movie ever suggested than the last time I talked about it. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that. And it's going to be awesome because it's always a great time to have those boys on the show. Okay. I'm really excited. Between this, Irish Horror Month was a blast. Talking about the potathon has already got me excited, as if you can't tell. And having the boys from, Ant uh, from Friday the 13th on, it's going to be great. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I hope you are, too. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place. And never, ever, ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final real baby. And if you don't make it to the final reel, darling, we'll drink a pint in your honor nonetheless. Tis. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs> Ew.